This podcast is brought to you by CEW at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor as we work to serve our community during this unprecedented time of change. Resiliency is best demonstrated in times of challenges. Join CEW Director Tiffany Mara as she talks to students, staff, faculty, and community members connected to the University of Michigan Center for the Education of Women Plus in this new podcast, Strength in the Midst of the Pandemic. this call today to share your experiences related to COVID and all that's going on in the world. The purpose of this project is to capture stories of how the coronavirus has impacted our lives, including challenges, moments of pride, and strengths for others to learn from. The main audience for this podcast will be students who have child or elder care responsibilities so that they can hear stories of others to assist as they navigate self-care and the care of loved ones. Can you please introduce yourself and then describe what your old normal was and how that has shifted as a result of COVID? Okay, sure. So my name is Crystal McGregor, and I am a fifth-year PhD student within the School of Kinesiology. I also became the legal guardian of my nephew this school year, and so he's now here living with me. You know, since the whole COVID-19 situation happened, like, it's really been a difficult transition. I'm used to getting up, you know, ensuring that he's prepared for school, going out, you know, going to work, going to campus to get my stuff done, and then coming back to do things with him where now it's like getting up and not sure how the day is going to play out. Thinking about my family that lives in New York, especially my sister who has MS, so, you know, she's more prone to, you know, if this happens, if she do get sick, it could be very uh, detrimental. And then Mm -hmm. also my mom, who is older and also an essential worker, right? And so thinking about these things and not trying to worry about it, not trying to let my nephew see that piece of me as well. So having to try and cover up my emotions, but still being able to support him and let him know that it's going to be okay. But there's also the piece with having to create ways to ensure that he's still learning during this process. The hardest part for me, because I'm also in the process of working on my dissertation and putting the final touches to that, having a lack of motivation to go on because there's just so much that's happening right now and that I'm not sure of what's going to happen, how it's going to pan out, and then still trying to think of ways to ensure that I'm allowing my nephew to be educated, you know, following up with his chemistry class or math or whatever it may be. And me not knowing much about some of these subjects, it's a little bit difficult. And so it's like every day is like these different emotions coming over, like whether it's being anxious or feeling worried, you know, thinking about bills and expenses, thinking about just going outside for a walk, what can happen or what may happen. Um, So all these different things are definitely impacting like my current state. I know the first week when they first um, told us that school wasn't going to be in session anymore, I struggled a lot with getting up. I would definitely, I slept the day away. Like I wouldn't get up until two o'clock in the afternoon. And then once I did, I had no motivation to do anything. Um, And it came to a point where I was like, I can't keep I can't keep doing this. This is not going to be good because I still have stuff to get done. And so I had to kind of create like a structure of thinking differently now. Like, okay, my home used to be my safe space. I mean, it still is. Um, my home was the space where I came in to have rest, to be at peace. But now my home is my gym. My home is my office. My home is a school to educate my nephew. So it's like now trying to 
picture this space being something differently has definitely been a challenge and you know I'm trying to find different ways each day to, to make that work right whether it's from reaching out to friends and creating these virtual meetings where we could have conversations or just to be able to write just to be able to see somebody as working that kind of motivates me to keep going and so for the last two weeks that's something that I've been doing and it's really been um, helpful um, and then also, like, just being transparent enough to tell my friends, like, right now, today, I'm, I'm not doing okay. And then providing words of encouragement or whatever it may be just to help me to, to be able to see this new, this new challenge as a norm. Yeah, that's a lot that you're managing right now, between <laughs> having family in New York, having a nephew, and managing your own schoolwork. That's amazing that you're holding it all together as well as you are. Even being in a house with my partner here and our son that we've been raising, I'm feeling the same experience as you, and so I can't even imagine how much it's exacerbated right. by your new role as, as mom to a teenager. What strategies are you using to reduce your stress? You mentioned you're using your house as a gym, you're going on walks. What else are you finding as your coping skills? So right now, um, the, the biggest thing for me that I've been really been doing is just is my faith. I wake up every morning now at 6 o'clock, and I spend time hearing from God. I spend time reading my Bible, praying, and really trusting him, because at the end of the day, I believe he's going to work this out for good. Most recently, this past Monday, I reached out to a group of PhD students at U of M that we used to have prayer sessions on campus. And I reached out to them, and I was like, hey, let's get online and just spend moments just praying. So now every Monday and Friday morning, we get on Zoom, and we just have a have a moment to, like, just talk about how we're feeling and then pray for each other. I also have another session with my friend where we get together and we just have devotions and just being able to talk talk through, you know, what the Word of God is saying and using that as a tool to kind of encourage us. That's literally what has been giving me peace for the last couple of days, you know, and so every time my mind tries to think differently or to think of the worst, I just try to pull back on the, what the word says, what the Bible says. And then also I have unplugged from social media. Um, especially during the daytime. So from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., I, I don't go on social media because just seeing the news is just too much. Like every time you turn it on, somebody died or this is happening or somebody lost their job and stuff like that. So it's just too much. And if I keep looking into it, I'm probably going to lose my mind. So instead of watching the news, I just spend time really um, just praying for different people within the world, like essential workers or the police officers or, you know, parents that lost their jobs or single parents that's trying to figure this out, you know, students at home who's probably in an abusive space and, you know, they can't function right now. So, like, for me, just really thinking about those that are in need right now and interceding on their behalf because that's really the only thing that I can do right now. And then also, like, just letting people know that, hey, if you want somebody to talk to, regardless of what I'm going through, if you want somebody to talk to, hey, call me. I'm here to listen. We could talk this through. We could laugh about some stuff and we're going to be okay because at the end of the day, we are all in this together, regardless of our background or identities or social status, whatever it is, we're all into this together. And so that's kind of how I've been viewing things lately and just using that as a, as a way to cope. Mm-hmm. I love how you're taking this very uplifting and right. positive approach to it by focusing on others to get through your own situation. 
Um, I'm sure you've accomplished much as you've been navigating this new space. What are you most proud of accomplishing as you've made it through all of that you've accomplished? Wow. So if I'm, I'm going to be very honest right now, a few last week when we got that email, that graduation got canceled. I was devastated. I, I literally broke down. I was very emotional. I was hurt by it because I felt like, you know, I've worked five years on a PhD and one of the one thing I wanted to do was to have my family here and my friends just to see, you know, me walk across the stage, have my nieces and my nephews. I'm a first generational student, so being able for them to see that, hey, my aunt did this, you know, so me growing up, this is something that I can do as well. So once that news came in, it was difficult to understand. But eventually mm-hmm. I found peace in it. And one of my mentors reminded me that regardless of you walking across the stage, you're still going to be Dr. Crystal McGregor. And so I had to step back, put the emotions to the side and focus on that, reflected on all the hard work that I put in and know that it's not, it's not going to go unnoticed. And so for me right now, the biggest accomplishment is I just submitted my dissertation to my committee for the final, with final edits, and they all approved it. I am beyond, <laughs> right. I am beyond grateful. I'm excited that even though right now it's crazy, I can still celebrate that, right, because that's something that I've been working the last five years for. And I refuse to let mm-hmm. Corona or COVID-19 come in and steal that piece of celebration and that major accomplishment. So that's something I'm thrilled about right now. You should be extremely proud. I'm proud of you. Oh, my gosh, with all that's going on, that is an amazing accomplishment. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's great. I want to hold, like, a stage for you virtually and have you walk across it and have all of us cheer for you. We need to make that happen. Your story is so inspirational. Trying to end every um, interview on kind of a fun note, you know, each of us are finding a TV show that we're binging or a movie or a podcast or book or recipes or YouTube videos. If you could name one thing that you would recommend to others while we're all in this weird space of staying at home, what would you recommend to them? So I would recommend that I mean, we have a lot of time in the house right now, so I would recommend that everyone should watch the Chicago series, so Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago PD. They are phenomenal TV shows. And they keep, <laughs> Can you break they that keep down for me? Right now. So there's one, there's Chicago <laughs> PD, and there's Chicago Fire, and then Chicago Med, Chicago Medicine. Uh-huh. What do you find yeah. um, amazing about them? Like if you had to tell a teaser so that people who are listening um, would want to watch it as much as you do, what would your teaser be about it? Oh, my teaser, wow. If you love drama, this romance-type thing with people or whatever, like <laughs> that, that's what literally drama is, to seeing just how first responders act in different um, situations. I mean, I think even right now with all that's going on, trying to imagine um, what these individuals in, in, in real life are going through, right? I even think back to, like, there's this one episode where there was a virus, and they kind of show you how the doctors were affected and stuff like that. And so even when I watch those episodes, I, I'm thinking now about in real life, this is something that's literally happening in our country, and I could only imagine what people are going through, their families and stuff like that. So that's kind of what it, 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 it puts me in a, in, a, in a space to like reflect 
and to just have empathy for others. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you again for making time to do this and for sharing your story with me and others. Thank you for listening to CEW's podcast, Strength in the Midst of the Pandemic. To learn more about this episode or the services and virtual programming offered by CEW, please visit cew.umich.edu. Here at CEW Plus, we navigate circumstantial barriers by providing academic, financial, and professional support to help you reach your personal potential. Established to support women through higher education, we lift up women in all underserved communities at the University of Michigan and beyond. Through career and education counseling, funding, workshops, events, and a diverse, welcoming community, we exist to empower. We are CEW, and we are here to help you reach your potential. The University of Michigan resides on the traditional territories of the three fires peoples, the Ojibwa, Adawa, and Potawatomi.